This show is an ultimate podcast group production. Hey, this is Live Better with Natasha with me, Natasha Hamilton. This podcast is all about exploring your mental, physical and spiritual wellness. Live Better with Natasha is for anyone who is looking to broaden their horizons with their wellness, who want to heal, they want to grow, and they want to feel on top of the freaking world. Hello, it's Natasha Hamilton here, and welcome back to the Live Better with Natasha podcast. So today, we're going to be getting down to the nitty-gritty basics of the strengths of psychology. And today, talking us through that is the wonderful Kat Williams, who is a speaker, coach, author, and therapist, and she knows a lot about this subject. So welcome to the podcast, Kat. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on today. So this is going to be a really interesting uh, podcast because we're going to be learning more about what makes us tick, why we think the way we think, how, why we feel the way we feel. And we're going to be looking at strengths psychology. So can you just explain to the listeners a little bit more about what that actually means? Well, it's something I came across a few years ago, and it really has made a big impact. So strength psychology is all about what innately energizes you. So if you think about you can learn skills, you know, you can grow throughout your life. But actually, if you think back to how you've always approached things. So the first question I often ask people to think about is what when they look back, what are they really proud of? Even if they have to go through something that maybe is difficult, again, they would do it all again, because it actually energize them and they're really proud of how they got through it. So that gives you an idea of what your natural strengths are when you think of that time when you really went through something and you say, how did I do that? And I would do it all again. So that's kind of where we're coming from. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, there are four main strengths groups, aren't there? Yes, I use a particular test that's accredited by the British Psychological Society. So there are others out there. But this one is called Strength Scope, and they use four main areas: so emotional strengths, relational strengths, execution strengths, or thinking. So those four areas, again, if I'm working with groups or even individuals, I might, as a broad start, I might say, if I ask you to think about what energizes you the most, is it thinking things through, you know, if you have to come across a big project or something, would you tend to go inside yourself and plan and think? Would you just want to get on and do it? That would be the execution. Would you care most about how people are going to get through that with you? That would be the relational. Or would you care more about about how you're feeling inside and how others are feeling inside? That would be the emotional. So for you, Natasha, if you had to sit in one corner or pick one, or two, you're allowed to, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so for, so for me, I've obviously, I've read through the um, the strengths lists before coming into the podcast. And I first felt like I was more emotional, but then I realized I'm quite executional as well. Because when I just, when I need to do something, I just don't think about it. It's like, go and figure it out once I'm on that path. I don't for I don't plan things. I don't write a strategy down. I just like all in and figure it out on yeah. the way. And I'm hearing already probably a top strength in the execution is initiative. So I'm hearing there you're very energized by the start by just having that initiative and going for it. 
And that would probably want to be one of your top strengths that would come out. So when we're going through this, there's 24 on the list, there's sort of five or six in each of those four areas. And you're likely to have top strengths, possibly in all four, or certainly in one or two. So like you're saying, um, and then what we're looking for is kind of seven overall, because that's what the statistics show that when they, again, one of my favorite things to, to share with people is that when they've done the studies into this, and it really does um, last your whole life, because you could do the same test with a kind of 10 year old, I go into schools and try and, you know, think, get children to appreciate their natural strengths from as young as possible, because the boost on self-esteem is incredible. And then if you actually did the same test as an adult, you'd find it was very much the same because they're just those natural energizers. And when you know that they've proved that it increases your motivation, your productivity, your self-esteem, your confidence, and it's just, yeah, fantastic. So is this a test that you take once and then you live by them rules? Um, it can be a psychometric test. How I tend to use it in coaching and therapy is as more of a conversation. You know, we would have the chart, I have the cards. But yes, and it would, it, it's the boost on self-worth and self-esteem that I like the most. Because broadly speaking, all of us struggle with, am I enough? you know the kind of the root cause of a lot of our issues is either I feel not enough I feel sort of what I want is not available to me or I don't fit in or that kind of thing what I love about strength psychology is everybody's got the innate strengths and they're there they've always been there you're born with them so it's not kind of oh, I'm not as good as that person it's like find out how you're wired find out what you're energized by and you can actually achieve whatever you want in your own way so we might use the example of well, anything you could go for a speaker, a teacher, a doctor, you know, a police officer, they all have the same role. But how they do that role is actually very different depending on whether they're a relational person, they're an execution person, whether they think things through. And the lovely thing about relationships as well is that playing to each other's strengths, you know, everyone says play to your strengths, but also use other people around you don't be threatened by people that oh you're more decisive than me or you're more detailed than me or you're more creative than me well maybe but isn't that great because you bring your strengths and they bring theirs and it's so much more affirming and uplifting absolutely collaboration over competition any day absolutely. for me um i know i don't know it all <laughs> I mean, I literally know a tiny amount. So I love being able to, to learn from others. That's what I love about the Live Better with Natasha podcast. Every time a guest comes on, I take something from that. I learn something new. I learn something about myself. I can put something into practice in my everyday life that gives me, um, uplifts me, brings more abundance, brings more happiness into my life. Um, so... How do we make this work for us then, for the listener? How can we learn more about this? Or where do we even start? Well, I think if I talk the listener through some stories, so if they're thinking, first of all, which, which section would they go for? So do they think they're more naturally emotional, relational, a doer or a thinker? And then some of the interesting stories about that. So what I would do after that, is then ask them to think about um, maybe their top three areas. So I'm just gonna give some words here as an example. So 
if I take myself, so my top three strengths, one of them's in the emotional column, which is resilience. So a listener might might think that this is them, that resilience is a natural strength, is someone who, you know, if someone says to you, I don't think you're going to be able to do that. So this could be one of yours, Natasha, I don't know. But if someone has said to you, I don't think you're going to be able to pull this podcast off, you know, there's no way it's going to work. You'd actually feel a surge of energy to say, well, now you've said that, I'm going to flip and well prove that I can do it. That's the kind of person who's naturally energized by resilience. So that's one of my top three. Another one is in the relational column, which is empathy. So an empathetic person just can't help being energized by, you know, seeing things from other people's perspective. And then a third one of mine is um, creativity. So that's in the thinking column. That's a person, again, could be one of yours. But if someone said to you, oh, I want you to do, you know, achieve something in the way that someone else has done it before, you just ha- couldn't help saying, well, I'm going to do it in my way. I'm just going to tweak it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when you've got those top strengths, you start to then think, you know, this is what brings out my best. And, and I actually, I challenge um, clients to draw a picture of them. So again, them at their best, whatever picture came to them. And for me, it would be a mountain that kind of says, when I climb this mountain, that's the resilience, you know, I want to get there because it's there. Um, The enthusiasm I have is like the sunshine that says, I'm going to be really enthusiastic about it. And I have persuasion as a strength as well. that I'm going to bring people with me. So again, it kind of gives people that flavor of what they bring and then how they can work better with others in areas that they're less um, energized by. So some of the others might be detail orientation. I don't really... I'm not so energized by paying attention to the detail, but I know we were talking maybe the other day and you like to have things all in order and be very detailed. And that's a beautiful strength as well. So I do. But on the flip side of that is 18 years of being a parent. So I realized a long time ago that I can't have control of like these situations. Like I, I like things to be neat and in order but when like, like in my house, but that's just unrealistic. And the amount of stress that it used to bring to my life, trying to keep things in order around the children, it was ridiculous. So now it's like, okay, let's just don't buy ornaments. Don't buy glass things. Let's buy things that are quite robust. So if they get knocked over by a football or someone throwing something across the house, you know, I'm not going to have a meltdown about it. Yeah, which would be an example of detail with common sense. So they're both actually in the thinking column. So common sense is about being practical thinking based on previous experience. So you've just said that they're like, my glass, I don't want that getting broken again. However, you are also energized by the detail. And what I love about it is that when you get your seven, so when when I do this with individuals, and I'm happy for people to contact me, I can send them the list of 24, and they can have a little think through themselves. And when they kind of read through them all, I think, oh, I think there's my seven. Only one in four million people would have the same seven in the same order. So I love that because you're not one in a million. You're one in four million, <laughs> which is pretty cool. So that, that that actual combination of how you're energized and how you're wired and how you use them. I like to describe that they're like dials because one of the things we then look at is if you dial them all up to 10 out of 10, First of all, you'd be exhausted because nobody mm. wants to just go. But once you know what naturally energizes you, you do use try to use more in balance. Because what I see a lot is those top ones. So say, for example, I have a client come to me who's 
a perfectionist and they will be killing themselves for not meeting their goals, not being good enough. And lo and behold, we find out a top strength is detail orientation. And that turned up to 10 out of 10 is that constant critic. I'm always failing. I'm never good enough. So I will challenge them and say, you're not, that's not your only strength. We'll find the others. So maybe their common sense, initiative, creativity, empathy, compassion. And then if you use them all at about six or seven out of 10 and you put them up and down, depending on what your challenge is, you dial up your detail when you need it, dial it down when you don't, because otherwise you are going to exhaust yourself. And it just broadens that perspective to say, you know, don't label yourself as being, I'm a perfectionist. You're much more than that. You've got much more underneath, bubbling under, going on it within you. It, you're not just defining yourself in one way. I love this because the fact that there's seven strengths and probably if we were just to say, what are your strengths? We might come up with one, two, possibly three. <laughs> this is really delving into our personality and what makes us tick mm. and, and maybe like it's shining a light on a part of our strength that we might not see because the other you know as you say those other dials are turned up so much but actually that's going to save us so much more than these other dials being on full blast all the time yeah and you become defined people put them in a sort of a negative way as well we've got that negativity bias you know again all the research shows if something happens in your day, you're five times more likely to remember that than the positive thing, mm. especially in relationships. So if it's that comment on social media or that text or someone said something with relationships, it's even worse. So when someone will, they'll make sort of quite nasty comments, really, when actually I just turn it round out all the time. So a lovely story um, from primary school. This is from my little girl. Like she has people that are really courageous in her class. And now that we can put that, I say courage is a strength I really admire. That's the person that can stand up for what they believe in. But other people might say, oh God, well, I, you know, you're so bullshy and you just, you don't hold back, do you? You just say what you think. But it's, I don't see that as a, a criticism at all. I used to be quite affronted by people like that. And now I kind of go, wow, I don't, I'm not energized by courage, but wow, I admire that. Obviously, in overdrive, courage can be a bit much, but I so admire people that can stand up for what they believe in. Good for them. You know, tell that person they shouldn't be parking in the disabled space. <laughs> you know, when I say that, I again have clients going, Yeah, that's me. I just march over to people and say you shouldn't be parking there. And I'm going, I'm the person in the corner saying I'm not saying anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know. See, I don't like, see, I suppose standing up for yourself can often be seen as like confrontation. And it's finding that that balance. Like I don't mind. I hate confrontation, but I will always want to stand up for myself or say something if something's been unfair. Yeah. I kind of felt uh, I was in Big Brother many years ago, oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh my goodness! So at the time in my life, I was going through a lot of a lot of stress. And for me, my inner mantra was anything for an easy life, anything for an easy life. Then I end up in the big brother house. <laughs> mm -hmm. You ain't getting an easy life, like, because you've got many psychologists playing a game with people. Like, they're literally putting us in situations where you cannot not say your inner thoughts or they will push you to 
say what needs to be said. And even from the minute of walking through the door, it was like you could just feel that because some people were just like overbearing and, and trying to stamp their authority as the alpha male or the alpha female straight away I was like oh. the leadership. <laughs> probably the leaders you would have seen everything on play there especially in a strength in a stressful situation all those people in that house I would will all have been going to their natural strength that's kind of how it works so mm. those that had to be in charge those leaders that were so energized by being the leader would have just gone I don't care what stands in my you know I'm and you would have seen everyone kind of at their best but at their worst as well Oof. because they pushed to overdrive so they would have gone for what energizes them but they would have been at the top 10 out of 10 going this is a stressful situation I just have to go and then you may also have seen those energized by empathy compassion they may have become mm. the carers the kind of oh I'm going to nurture or come and talk to me lovely but you would have seen it all there that must have been fascinating <laughs> I mean to be That's honest funny. I've learned so much now about you know, about myself that would have benefited me more back then. At the time, it was just such a pressure cooker. And I, you know, I don't like unfair situations. I don't like people trying to oppress other people so they can just have their way all the time. Like I'm a very fair and honest person. So obviously I would just be like, "Ah!" (laughs) it would all blow out because instead of just saying, actually, I don't agree with that because I didn't want any animosity and I wanted to keep the peace, I wouldn't. And then mm. that kind of boils over. But just picking back up on what you said before, strengths in overdrive. Ah, yes. Mm. Yes, that's a very interesting one. And I think, well, for example, one thing I wanted to share is with obviously the, the pandemic, you know, we maybe don't want to focus on that too much. But what I am seeing is that, Um, a lot of your listeners probably are going to be energized by empathy and compassion. And those are gorgeous strengths, absolutely lovely. But those in overdrive means that we're very drained. So just at the minute, how are other people doing? How can I help? Everyone's struggling. And then you wonder why you feel so drained yourself and exhausted by this kind of compassion fatigue, empathy fatigue. But what, again, as I reframe that with a lot of clients will come to me with that because they're going to come and speak to a therapist because they understand, you know, the empathy and, and they want to understand themselves. So I do see it quite a lot. Um, and I will challenge them to say, you are the best person that can give that empathy and compassion to yourself if I point that out to you. If you realize that you must keep that dial down, you're so energized by it, you'll give it away. It'll filter out, just go away, filter all the time. But once they put that kind of barrier and say, if I turn that dial down, what does empathy and compassion mean to myself? And it's kind of that light bulb goes on that they said, never thought of that before. I always think of others. I'm energized by giving. I'm energized by worrying. I say, I understand that. That's because you've got strength of empathy and compassion. But, But you know how to help yourself as well. And I'm going to help you do that right now. And we all need to. We all need to think about that, but particularly those that are in the empaths, you know, that are there to, they think they're there to serve others. They think they're there to please others and they do it so well, but it doesn't need to go up to 10 out of 10 Mm. because then they're trying to give from an empty cup and it doesn't work like that. You can't. Yes. I think I've got that trait in me. (laughs) (laughs) Give, 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 and then being left totally exhausted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Which is why, again, I can hear that, you know, common sense in you, that you'll recognise when that's happening. And then the yeah. common sense will say, hang on a minute, dial it down, you know. But And again, what I love about it is the combination. My job is to look at that combination of seven and say, what needs to dial up a bit, you know, to help you? Where, where are the strengths that can help you when they go into overdrive? That's how it works. Because if you recognise it, you're, oh, OK, yeah, that's definitely about an eight or a nine. What do I need to bring up? And it could be something like decisiveness would be another one. I'm, I like making decisions and I make a decision that I'm going to, you know, go for a massage every other week. <laughs> Great decision. Off you go. You know, that kind of thing. Amazing. And that's it. I think a lot of us are really good at giving advice. But taking your own advice is really difficult. OK, so Kat, now you're going to talk us through the 24 strengths and then you're going to give the listeners a little task that will help bring their strengths together. Mm-hmm. Yes. So starting with the emotional column in the emotional column, this is how you understand your emotions and go inside yourself. So you can have that courage to stand up for what you believe in. You might be energized by emotional control, which is the person who stands back and remains calm no matter what goes on around them. Or enthusiasm, you feel that bubbling up of energy. You love talking about what you're passionate about. Okay optimism you'd be that person that can't help being the person in the group that says it's going to be okay you're very glass full glass half full resilience is that person that's energized by when someone says you're never going to be able to do that you feel that surge of energy to say right well watch me and finally self-confidence that would be that person that maybe back in school you didn't mind answering the question you didn't mind asking the question you didn't mind being at the front of the class and showing your work so there's your emotional section and that gives you an idea of maybe as I've said those if you listen back which one would you pick out as your top emotional strength that would probably be a good thing to do so now if I go through the relational column so in relational there's collaboration that's that person I think like you were saying Natasha don't like conflict always want to kind of go in in the middle and say let's just get on (laughs) you know so very energized by collaborating Compassion, very energized by helping others. If you if someone in need, you, you cannot help helping. Developing others is the next one, number three. That's that lovely teaching strength. So that's that person that if you'd finished your work at, at school or college, you just couldn't help helping the person next to you. Like, how are you getting on? How can I help you? The next one is empathy. You cannot help actually feeling, you can almost feel in your body what someone else feels. Lovely strength all of them are but they're all equal that's the other thing to say every strength is equal obviously just different leading is the next one so again energized can't help being the one at the front saying I'm gonna take charge and you know off you go persuasiveness is the next one winning agreement bringing people around this is one of mine I find myself saying do you see what I mean do you understand where I'm coming from you're energized by bringing people on board and finally relationship building that's that person that's like the hub you know that one person if you want to know someone they'll know someone who knows someone because they're just in the center and they connect people lovely so there's your relational so again if people have a quick listen back and choose their top one in that column the next one is execution so these are the doers so you will get things done by the first one is decisiveness you're really energized by making decisions even if you don't have all the information you're just kind of let's just get on with it make a decision and off you go The next one is efficiency. So this is the person that likes the plan. They like the list. They like to know what's happening that day or that week. Don't really like it when things get in the way of things going efficiently. (laughs) And then 
The next one is the opposite of that. So flexibility. Again, this is one of mine. You actually get that shot of energy when things change. So you don't really mind if someone says, oh, actually, can we change it to tomorrow? You think, yeah, that's fine. You know, it doesn't it doesn't bother you. That would be the flexible person. The next one in this execution column is initiative. So you mentioned this, Natasha, love taking that independent action to make things happen. Love the start of things, love the new ideas and just, yes. The next one is kind of the opposite of that is the results focus. So this is the person that can't leave things until they're finished. They really energize by finishing it. And I don't, I don't want to stop until I'm done. And finally, in the execution column is self-improvement. So I had a client with this one once that she said, oh, that's why I'm even when I'm doing the cleaning, I'm listening to the podcast. That's why I've got five books on next to my bed. You know, that's why I'm always watching things on YouTube that teach me stuff. Natural self-improvement strength always wants to learn. So those are the executions. So the thinking column, just got five in this one. So we're nearly there. So in the thinking one, we've got common sense. That's that person who always thinks back. How have things worked before? What's, what's the practical way to approach this? Differently from that is creativity, which comes next. That's if, if I told you to do something the way it's always been done, you couldn't help doing it a little bit differently, putting your creative stamp on it. Critical thinking is next. That's the person who takes things to pieces in their head like a puzzle. They need to sort of take the engine apart, so to speak, and see all the parts, how it fits together and how it's all going to work. So critical thinker. Detail orientation, we've mentioned. That's the person who likes how things look. They want their everything to be neat. Their work is probably neat. Their house is neat. You know, they, they like the detail. And finally, strategic mindedness. So this is a person that always wants to take that strategic perspective. Where are we going? You know, what's going to happen in the end? What, what goes on when we get there? Kind of focused on that future. And those are your 24. Amazing. Fantastic. Thank you very much. So leading on from the 24 strengths, you're now going to give people a short task uh, that will help put these strengths into action. Yes, what I'd love people to do is just draw three circles on an A4 piece of paper or any piece of paper. And it's kind of like you're drawing the Olympic rings, but there's only three. So not five, just three. So one at the top and kind of two underneath that all connect together so that they all overlap in the middle. And then probably in the top circle, just have a think about what is a goal for you? What do you want to achieve? And that goes in the top circle. In one of the other circles, put some skills that you have. But So skills are things you can learn and get better at rather than the strengths we've been talking about, which are there as innate natural energizers. So put some skills in there. That could be things like typing, you know, driving, um, having a language or being able to sing, you know, the, that kind of thing. Um, and where this is useful is to find that center point, which is what we're going to come to now, because in the third circle, when you've listened to those 24 and you've chosen, maybe just choose one top per column, that would be enough. So you've maybe got three or four that really have that ear prick up for you. Oh, when Kat said that, that sounded like me. Write those words in the third one. And the idea with this is to realize that when your skills, your goals and your strengths overlap, that's your zone of peak performance. That's your natural flow. That's when you're kind of going, what I want with what I've learned, with what energizes me, there I am. And that for me is happiness. That's contentment. That's saying I'm bringing my best to what I do. I'm heading in the direction I care about. And on the way, I'm picking up the skills I need. You know, that's what we're all looking for. 
And what's lovely, again, is you're on this journey with other people that are in their flow that will say, I call it a call on me exercise. So if you think about when you've seen those top strengths in that circle, you would give those to others all the time. If someone said to me, and can, can you, will you be compassionate? Will you listen? Will you be creative? Will you be enthusiastic? I'd do that all day. But don't come to me if you want me to do a spreadsheet with detail and critical thinking. You know, go to my dad. He's brilliant at that. Don't come to me. (laughs) I want the listeners to realize that partners they're with, the children, the family, you know, see what energizes other people. Don't be threatened by it and go, oh, you're such a stickler for detail. Yeah, how lovely. If you need that detail, go to that person. Or if they've got that courage, kind of try and embrace it and see it as what it is, a a strength. I think sometimes as well, the person, the personality I am, I'm like, no, I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to learn how to do this. And then I've kind of got to a point in my life and I'm like, there's absolutely no point. I'm going to waste so much time trying to learn spreadsheets or whatever it is. And that's taking my attention away from being creative and Mm -hmm. building this dream that I'm I'm on the path of doing. So I'll just give that to someone else to do. Which I have done. And also you realize that you're you're an initiator. So do you know, play to your strengths. Everyone says that, play to your strengths. I've got that in my circle, by the way. Exactly. And and if someone else is that results focus that are gonna come along and make sure it finishes or something, great. That's what who you need in your team. You know, I will start, you make sure we finish. Excellent, (laughs) win-win. All about partnership. <laughs> so I'm just going to share with you my three circles. So okay. at the top, I wrote wellness retreat because my Live Better with Natasha podcast is all about helping people lead that better life and feel supported through their journey. Uh, I'd love to bring that to people in person. Now, I really wanted to get my first um, retreat up and running in December. <laughs> 2020 has been a difficult year uh, for getting people together. And I just thought it's going to take so much time and effort and love. And it's going to be such a project that I just didn't know if it was going to happen. So I'm going to move it to next year. But Wellness Retreat is in the top of my circle. Fabulous. And my skills, I put organisation, bringing people together. And I didn't finish, but there's a few more I need to add. And then my... Uh, on the other side, I've got creativity, initiative and courage. And that's the courage to do something that I know little about. But yeah. I know I've met some amazing people in the world of wellness yeah. who I can collaborate with. So that's my initiative to get people and bring them together and get them all fired up for my yeah. idea of yeah. live, better with, uh, live Better Wellness Retreat. And then the creativity of bringing it all together. Yeah, definitely. And I would put enthusiasm in there as well, because when you speak about that, it's that natural enthusiasm for what you're doing. So completely, definitely. I'm literally at the bottom of the mountain looking up going, (laughs) oh, my God, like, how am I even going to do this? But whereas maybe a couple of years ago, I'd I'd have talked myself out of it now I'm so excited I'm like let's get the boots on and let's climb the mountain let's go so yeah it's exciting yeah. times and that's what's lovely use that energy and don't look you know I think we're taught as children what, what we're not you know you focus on oh you're not so much and this just it, it became you know turned it around for me when I learned how to do this and it really is the best way for those I know listeners will be struggling with self-confidence with self-esteem but knowing that you have these innate strengths there that aren't going anywhere and are just yours to draw on does make all the difference. 
Yes. And it's just taking that first step. What's the worst that can happen? If you have an idea, if you've got something that you really want, you just don't know how to get it. Sit in a quiet space and just be methodical about it. Um, I did this with my beauty business last year. I never set up a business from scratch. I, I was like, I have no idea. And I just, like the wonders of the world wide web, I just Googled everything. It's like, what do I need to set up a business? You know, what it was like insurance and things like this. And I just, I just sat there. I got a book and I just started ticking things off. And a couple of months later, here I was, you know, opening a, a salon. So for me, that was like my breakthrough moment of actually, when I put my mind to it, I can do it. Yeah. And anyone can. You've just got to have the confidence in yourself. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing these amazing strengths with us. We've all got so much to take from this podcast. Um, Kat, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing these incredible strength psychology with us. I think we've all taken a lot from today. Um, if people want to learn more about this, they can they can sign up to your course, can't they? Yes, that's on helpingreachpotential.co.uk. And I think you're going to share the link in the comments. I am. And the course is Minimising Stress and Maximising Resilience. Mm, yes. <laughs> Sounds incredible. Kat, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, I can't wait to dig into this a little bit more after we finish. Um, it was lovely having you. Take care. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Live Better with Natasha. If you have enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star review on whichever platform you get your podcasts. It helps us more than you can imagine to reach more people and share important lessons and conversations about mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. You can also connect with Natasha and become part of the Live Better movement right now by clicking the link in the show notes. If you're serious about scaling your personal or business brand, then you need to be producing audio. Yes, you need a podcast. Podcasting is exploding right now and means that you can reach a global audience, be seen as the expert in your marketplace, collaborate with world-renowned influencers, turn followers, fans, and listeners into paying clients, and open up a world of opportunities. So when you're ready to add the power of podcasting for your brand and business, check out the Ultimate Podcast Group, the team that make this this very podcast, Ultimate Podcast Group, your one-stop full-service agency for all your production needs. For more information, click the link in the show notes now.